you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Morning football presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City. Everybody's working on their whiteboards. Yep. Here's the story. It's Wednesday, January 3rd. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brand Peter Just where we got. All right, we're playing a game. It is top five most important players to us come this postseason, not quarterback mm. related. Okay, because we wanted to play this game. We thought, oh, everyone's going to put a quarterback. That's too easy. So we made the assignment more challenging. So everyone has been writing feverishly and coming up with ideas mm-hmm. uh, in the last got couple nothing minutes. Yet. You're blank, and we're ready to go. So time for the lead block. Lead block. Peter uh, up. To the AFC playoff picture where we know we're not going to see Lamar in the first round of the playoffs, but he's looming. Probably our MVP. He would be number one on most lists as most important player in the playoffs. But this question is, most important non-quarterback in the playoff picture. Any of these teams, pick a player off them. NFC-wise, you know the 49ers aren't playing. Brock Purdy, not on this list. Everyone at home, take out a pad, take out a pen, take your kids, everyone take a shot at this. The top five most important non-quarterbacks left in the playoff picture. This is fun. Let's mm-hmm. get to this, it. It is fun because five more teams will clinch this weekend and complete your playoff okay. picture. So heading into week 18, and we didn't put any stipulations on that. There are some teams that have made it, some teams that have not. We just get to pick, even if we think we they might be playing in January. All right. List. Exclude quarterbacks. And, uh, Peter, you look like you're ready and rearing to go. Why Let's don't go, you Peter. go first? I have spent the last... I'd say 18 hours working on this list once this question was suggested yesterday. And it's going to ruffle feathers. It's going to annoy. It's going to irritate. And yet, as I did when I said Sean Payton would be coach of the year, I stand behind it. Here we go. Let's do this. All right. Number five. Let's get the shock and awe machine going right out of the gates. First one. Justin Tucker is the fifth most important non-quarterback. He's the greatest kicker of all time. Playoffs are when he made his his mark in 2013. He had a 60-yarder in the biggest game of his life. And guess what? Tucker has not had that opportunity in recent years to nail a big one in the playoffs. I think he's going to have to at some point. Justin Tucker is my number five most important non-quarterback. Number four, Travis Kelsey. Remember him? If the Chiefs are going to do anything and they're going to defend this title, Travis Kelsey has to turn into at least a version of himself Mm -hmm. on his best days of this season. We need Travis Kelsey to step up. We can't do three catches, 14 yards. The Chiefs are going nowhere if Travis Kelsey does nothing in the playoffs. Number three, Christian McCaffrey. Let's see if Christian McCaffrey is truly the weapon we think he is. In a playoff game, he needs to go absolutely bananas. There's very likely chance they go up against the Cowboys or the Eagles in a big spot, and Christian McCaffrey is going to have to carry the load. Let's see if C-Mac can do the job. Number two, C.D. Lamb. Cowboys, you going to make a run? Well, you've got a superstar now. It's C.D. Lamb. Dak Prescott's the quarterback. We know that. C.D. Lamb is having... 
the single best season ever by a Cowboys receiver. Does he come up short in the playoffs, or does he carry his team past the divisional round into their first NFC Championship game since 1995? And with no further ado, the most important non-quarterback left in the playoff picture in the NFL is the cheetah. This is going to be Tyreek Hill. I think he is the most important non-quarterback left. If Miami's going to do anything, it's going to be with one of those 210-yard games used out of the backfield, used in a million ways. All season long, we talked about Tyreek Hill as an MVP candidate. Now is when we need to see it in the playoffs. It starts really here in Week 18. Can he go bananas against the Bills, get these guys the two seed, get them a home playoff game or two, and then let's see if he has to go up against Kansas City in Arrowhead, which might be the case if they lose lose for mm. Buffalo. The Cheetah, most important non-quarterback left in the playoffs. Here is my list. Sorry, defensive players in the NFL. They'll be on other lists. <laughs> Not on mine. It's an offensive players league, and it's a league for kickers. Have at it. I love that Justin Tucker was the start your list off. Getting a kicker, he's so important. There will be absolutely, there will be absolutely no kickers on my list at all. Number five, I'm going with C. D. Lamb. Shrags, you said everything you need to say about C. D. Setting records for Cowboys franchise history, doing his thing at the wide receiver position, repping number 88. All right, at number four, I'm going the entire Eagles nope. defense. Nope the segment. The whole damn defense. Nope. Pick a player, you know whoever you want. Left? Be quiet. I am doing i did not talk when you guys going straight shut your mouth sure i'm going with the entire eagles defense whoever wants to step up write your name in the blank eagles defense all right number three i'm Mm. going with miles garrett i think he's going to be the defensive player of the year i think he means everything to this cleveland browns team who is built on defense he is their best player out there all right, number two, I'm going with the cheetah, Tyreek Hill. Shrek said it. This guy's been unbelievable. He's been in Miami Dolphins offense. He does so much everywhere. He aligns the speed, the whole nine. And then number one, I'm going with Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> CMC. We always talk about the level of success that the 49ers have had since he has joined the team. They're one of the best teams. I'm going with CMC, Christian McCaffrey. All right, so, so far, we both you guys have CeeDee Lamb, and both you guys have Tyreek. And, and Christian McCaffrey. And Christian McCaffrey. Three of the five, we agree. All right, I'll get into my list. Tucker and Kelsey versus Eagles defense and Miles Garrett. Okay. Miles Garrett. Good. Number five, I have Hassan Reddick. Somebody needs to step up. Jason alluded to it there. You are the sack leader on the Philadelphia Eagles team. This is an incredible roster that everyone is just waiting to explode in the wild card round. Hassan Reddick dictated what happened in the last NFC title game. I'm not saying to injure somebody. I'm saying go make two and a half sacks and get the Eagles a win. Somebody on defense has to do something for Philadelphia. Number four. James Cook. James Cook. James Cook. We have seen the Josh Allen playoff experience for years. It's explosive. It's incredible. There needs to be another punch. It can't just be Allen to Gabe Davis. Allen yeah. to Gabe Davis. You need a surprise weapon. James Cook, we, sh- we we opened up our eyes and he had 170 yards in the divisional round and they won. James Cook, I think, is massive for Buffalo. Number three, Tyreek Hill. I can't find a way to keep him off the list especially with what Miami has going on with defense, but they've lose, lost some of their guys. I feel like Tyreek Hill has to have a massive run. I think we all do. Number two, same deal. C.D. Lamb, we, we all got him on their list. I was shocked to see how incredible he was. Not shocked. He's been incredible all right. The fact that he makes them a little bit different for some of these other Cowboys teams. And number one, 
I think the number one most important player, non-quarterback in these playoffs, is Roquan Smith. Talk the about Baltimore it. Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens first won a Super Bowl when I was in college. They had an incredible defense led by Ray Lewis. After 16 games of NFL play, Roquan Smith has more tackles this year than Ray Lewis did that year. Mm. If this guy is incredible, and of course Patrick Queen as well, yeah. the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl. If he is as good as he has been this year, they're going to the Super Bowl. We know Lamar is the rock star. He's the most important player maybe in the whole playoffs. Roquan Smith is so pivotal. We look up and he's in the wild card round. They're not going to be in the wild card round. In the title game, having a pick six, having a strip sack. Mm. He's been fantastic this year. Superstar stuff, a la number 52 about 23 years ago. Mm. Roquan, my number one most important. I love it. You guys got stars on stars on stars. I went outside the box for mine. Interesting I'm strategy. At my list, yeah. Because the, the assignment was to drop the quarterbacks, and I went off the quarterback. So okay. uh, I, I start in Cleveland. I take you to the run game in Cleveland. I go Jerome Ford. I just snuck a peek at my second one. Uh, Jerome Ford. Flacco has attempted 40-plus passes in four of his last five games. you got to be able to hand the ball off, especially in the playoffs. Jerome Ford has 21 broken tackles this season. So if he gets loose, he can move the ball downfield. You're going to need to do that in January. I go with number four, Aiden Hutchinson, the Lions mm. defense. It's taken some the heat. Lion, I think, um, right? yeah. Yeah. He's taken The defense has taken some heat. Can Aiden Hutchinson graft some Michigan magic in January and get the job done uh, from a go blue perspective? He had three sacks in that Dallas game. He looked yeah. good. Gilly Lock, okay? I didn't go S. Gilmore because some people we're might done. be like, what are you talking about? Gilly Lock. Deron Bland, we're not sure where he's been since Thanksgiving. Gilly Lock has to lock down the other side of the field for wherever the Cowboys are playing. Number two, I go Zay Flowers. I'm going Ravens offense because hmm. this could be the you're not a freshman anymore come the NCAA tournament kind of style for a wide receiver for the Ravens offense. He makes Lamar look good. Lamar needs a guy like this, so I'm going rookie wide receiver for the Ravens. And I go kicking game as well for my number one. Brandon Aubrey, the kicker for the Dallas Cowboys. Don't giggle, don't snicker, don't laugh. The Cowboys sometimes, I'm sorry, is it outside the box? I think have problems with the kicking game in the postseason or just in general. You might have Justin Tucker at five. I see you with the Brandon Uh Aubrey, the USFL Uh Birmingham Stallions product at one. Brandon Aubrey, my most important non-quarterback in the postseason. Each had our own flavor of the list. <laughs> Let, let's let's do a little recap here. I, I should explain for mine. I don't have Christian McCaffrey on my list. Jamie doesn't either, but I don't. My take is that I think the Niners can win so without McCaffrey being fantastic. McCaffrey has uh-huh. an average game. They are so loaded. I still think they can win. Yeah. I tried to go for either an indispensable player like Tyreek or someone who can take them to the next level where they've never been before, like maybe James Cook or C.D. Lamb. I went Tucker over Roquan, and I debated whether it was going to be a a special teams player, an offensive player like, say, Flowers, or (laughs) someone in the Ravens. And I feel like if the Ravens are in one of these tight ones, Lamar's going to do everything he can. Tucker is considered the GOAT, Mm -hmm. the greatest Mm -hmm. to ever do what he did. There's going to have to be a big kick in that spot. Aubrey's been an amazing story, too. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's the most in the entire league that I would say is the most important, but that was a take. Well, I kind of went opposite Kyle in, like, you. they think you can survive without those guys. I don't think you can if these guys don't appear. Like, this this is why I mean, Mm -hmm. like, if all five of these guys disappear for their teams, I know they're not, like, the sexiest name, but if you don't have a run game for the Browns, you have a problem mm-hmm. in January. Let's do it. Let, what's, what's, who's a guy? Let's go around the table. Who's a guy who you wanted to put on but didn't have room 
for. Like for me personally, like I had Kelsey and and I erased it and went for somebody else. But I think Kelsey is is a fine choice. Like he's got to show up. Mine was got- mine was Miles Garrett. I, I Garrett. struggled between Garrett and Kelsey to be honest because I think the Browns the offense has been this amazing story and Flacco's doing it all. But if they're gonna win a playoff game, Miles Garrett has to give hell to the other quarterback. See a guy I was thinking of. I was I, defense. I was I thinking T.J. Watt. Yeah. And then my yeah. issue was, do they get in or do they not get yeah. in? Because if they get in, my thing was T.J. Watt for the Steelers has to have an amazing game along with Heisman, but uh-huh. T.J. Watt uh-huh. is the focal point. I guess I just assumed A number one was always going to be a star. I went with the B, the second guy. So, like, if Jalen Waddle doesn't show up, like, you can't just have the, – the two of them haven't played Tyreek and Jalen yeah. in quite some time or they haven't had, like, star games together in quite some time. So, like, if you don't have Waddle, like, it's it, – the, the offense has been wonky mm-hmm. at times. The other name I had that I erased – Jameer Gibbs, like just yes. that, that's a difference maker. That's a guy who like, oh my gosh, he had a massive wild card round. He had 178 yards. I had him too, but there's only five. You know you I can't put him on. You know you could have made the who? argument for? Either Kyron Williams or Puka Nakua. Yeah. Both those guys. So Puka, 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 I was, uh, I was, I was right there. But I kind of based my mind too off body of work of what you've done this season of when you're talking about most important of your production and what yeah. you've done. So that's why I kind of, mine was Tyreek Hill's McCaffrey, like, I like what you're saying. Can they still win without? But those guys have been so good that it felt like they need that. And then the Eagles won. We, we're not like. doing – it's not five best players. No. I looked at it. It's, like, indispensable. If this guy wasn't on the field. Yeah, they're done. They they're done. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that makes an for the kickers. If you need your kicker on the field. You do need the a Browns kicker. Browns have you a curious a uh, kicking situation as well. Are they still suffering injuries in the kicking game, Peter? Dustin you know? Hopkins. I know, right? Yeah. I know. They might be. I think they were. No Rap sheet. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Rappaport, good morning for to that you. One, their, co- their special teams coach was one of your coach of the week. So like I love Bubba Ventrone. I love Bubba. I don't know special the latest status game. on uh, Dustin Hopkins. Peter, it's, my it's my bad. It's my bad. Crap sheet. What's up? <laughs> Let's talk about another one of Peter's favorites, the New York Jets and their running back situation, which is really good, but now does not involve Dalvin Cook mutually parted ways yesterday. Usually this time of year you hear mutually parting ways, and that is a bad sign. This is maybe a little bit better for Dalvin Cook. Gave up a week of guaranteed salary to get free from the Jets and potentially, hopefully for him, after being a DNP in New York last week, contribute to a playoff contender. So he goes on waivers. Four o'clock, we'll find out if he gets claimed. If he does, that's his team. We'll see who he competes with. Uh, Likely would be a playoff team. If he does not, potentially would join a practice squad of one of those playoff teams, giving himself the opportunity to make good on what was no doubt a really frustrating season for him and the Jets. Paid him a lot of money for 67 carries and just to average about three yards per rush, not what anyone there is looking for. Uh, We will see if he can make it better the next month or so. Meanwhile, for Panthers owner David Tepper, obviously I'm sure you have seen the headlines by now. David Tepper caught in a video throwing what appeared to be the contents of his drink On a fan, we don't know anything that preceded it or after. We just know what was caught in the video. The NFL fined him $300,000 for unacceptable conduct yesterday. Tepper releasing a statement saying he is deeply passionate about his team, regrets his behavior on Sunday. Tepper also said he should have let NFL Stadium security handle the issues that arose, and he respects the NFL code of conduct. All right, Ian, thank you so much. I appreciate the news. The players have voted. The coaches have voted. And so have you, obviously. Peter, find out if your favorite player made the 2020 Pro Bowl team. 
Pro Bowl, Pro Football Hall of Famers, and Pro Bowl captains Ray Lewis and Demarcus Ware okay. join a special edition of NFL Perfect. Total Access. Here we go. I was asking, when are we getting the Pro Bowl stuff? Oh, it's coming, baby. It's tonight, Peter. It's happening 8 p.m. Eastern, exclusively right here on NFL Network. Orlando, Pro Bowl games. Right. As it should be. Damn right. Last year, Who Vegas. needs Hawaii? Who needs Vegas? Just a rotation. Still to come on Good Morning Football. Jerry Jones sounds off about the wild ending, the Cowboys Week 17 win over the Lions. We're going to hear from him later. I loved his take. Yeah? Yeah, you got to hear it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm Will Selva, and if you want to be like J-Mac and have your own fit list, here you go. Shop the latest styles from your favorite NFL team. Head on over to NFL Shop for ways to express your fandom. Get excited to represent your favorite team all season long. Visit NFLShop.com today for the latest collabs of officially licensed gear from all your favorite brands. Now to news, and Mason Rudolph named the Steelers starter for Saturday's game with the Ravens as Kenny Pickett will serve as the backup. And speaking of being the backup, Pickup, Pickett rather responded Tuesday to report that he refused to be QB2 in last week's win over the Seahawks. That's all reports out there that I feel like we're attacking, you know, my character and how I am as a person, not even getting into a player standpoint of it. Um, there was no talk of me being a backup quarterback this week in terms of being a two. Um, if I was healthy enough to play and the trainers and coaches felt like I looked good enough to play, I was going to start and play. If they believed that I was not, which they believed I was not, I was not going to dress and suit up for the game. So whoever reported that, I don't know where it started. It's kind of crazy what people will write and put out there to try to, you know, prove their point or help their standpoint or their careers and, and what you guys do. But, you know, disappointing to see that um, without any proof or basis of it. So this week I'm now the two. They feel good four weeks out of the surgery for me to dress and be the two. So I will be the two and do what I have to do to be ready to go for Baltimore. Well, if you haven't heard, the Lions and Cowboys game in Week 17 ended in some controversy, right? The Cowboys getting the win after the Lions flag for illegal touching. Whatever side you come down on this call, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones says he thinks the refs got it right. I just can't leave the uh, convoluted way that uh, we ended up uh, winning that ball game. I can believe it, but uh, from the standpoint of the old adage that one play doesn't do it, in this particular series, it didn't do it. Let me put it like this. First and foremost, the uh, defensive team is supposed to know, it's clear, who the ineligible, who the receiver is eligible that might not have been deemed eligible. That's clear. The rule calls for that. You're supposed to know that if you're playing defense. Anything you do to fuzzy that up can get fuzzied up, and that's what happened. Now, earlier this week, Dan Campbell saying he's moved past it and has controlled Fury, which again needs to be on a T-shirt or the name of a band, or maybe follow your suggestion, Jamie, and go with Wrath 
and maybe add Kabinda yeah. to it. Kabinda. Kabinda. Wrath. Kabinda. Well, thank you. I always like writing little buzzwords down to make yeah. sure I hit the point. Peter, what do we make of the situation that was fuzzied up, according to Jerry Jones? Jerry's, Jerry's right in a lot of ways as saying when you want to get things fuzzy, meaning you have three different players come running at the ref, you run the risk of things getting fuzzied up. Now, only Jerry could put it that way, and it's a very <laughs> different tone because Jerry was on the other end of this game. I think the more fascinating story is that the NFL has come out yesterday and has provided a coaching video on the teams with some very clear details that it is on the players, the players' responsibility to say, hey, I'm eligible, I'm the one, me, me, look at me, I'm eligible, as opposed to what Detroit did. Seemed like a bit of gamesmanship, sending three people there, trying to confuse the defense. As we know now, and the NFL standing behind it, Allen said 70 has declared, said it over the loudspeaker, and that's what the defense was preparing for, 70. So for 68 to catch a pass, if it was detailed as 70 was the guy, 68 is pounding. Jerry's like, all right, we'll host two games instead of you guys in the playoffs. Yeah, Jerry said what he's supposed to. They won the game. I'm not gonna, it's hard to win games. If I'm Jerry Jones, I'm not going to come out and say, oh, they should have did it this way and there. But with the new memo coming out, does the memo say that you are no longer allowed to send more than one player at the referee when you're reporting eligible? Because Detroit could say, like, it's on the player to report eligible. They could be like, we did. That's why Decker walked over there to report eligible. So I wonder with the new memo, are you no longer allowed to have multiple players go? Mm. Because that seems to be what the issue could have been. But I'm sure that that's been done in the past. Oh, I don't know. I've, I've kind of talked to If they had announced 68 is eligible, you're out on defense in that. The play ends up totally differently. You would have looked, oh, there's 68, let's guard him. You would, you would, you would think so, but... People run that play, and we watched we watched the Buffalo Bills before. last year score a touchdown like that. Yeah. So, like the play works, it works for a reason. What do you think as a DB when you hear so and so is eligible? Do you guys immediately find you have that to go, person? You, yeah, you got to go find them. That's what you are taught to do. And like we know with everything, when the bright lights come on and things are moving and it's fast, that doesn't always happen. And that's mm -hmm. the point of running that mm -hmm. play. We're not privy to the communication from the NFL to the officials, but I hope there's also maybe a memo that said the official has to stay there and listen to the communication from the players. Because the video of Brad Allen, I think, walking away from the interaction is very telling too. Like, obviously, information was trying to be conveyed. you got to stay, no matter if there's one or three players, and listen to what the message is. That is trying. If you're going to put the responsibility of the players... I think some semblance, maybe 10%, has to be on the official standing there listening to the change in the lineup. Uh, if you need any example of how the, the league feels about the officiating group, they're getting a big game this weekend. They're yep. Raven Steelers. Mm -hmm. they, there's all these stories of demotion and all this stuff. Yep. They're getting a big spotlight game. They believe mm. Brian Allen called it right. And mm -hmm. based on who was eligible, the penalty was a penalty. Stop for a second. We call What's Your Beef? Presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. There it is. Mm -hmm. uh, I got to be honest. I could not stay awake for Washington's win over Texas, as I have something called a job. That's okay. That sure. job requires an early wake-up, and college football's powers that be <laughs> have deemed people like me on the East Coast and all children no longer important to the viewing audience. That's for another time, and that beef can be done somewhere else. And I don't know, Old Trapper might have some real connections in the college football world. I'm not going down <laughs> that road. My beef is that my favorite player all season is Michael Penix Jr., the Washington quarterback. And my beef is that he can't have the performance that he had on the biggest, well, sort of biggest, because I'm telling you, millions of us on the East Coast were not able to watch this game because it was on too darn late. Um, sorry. He can't have the biggest performance of his life on a, on a Monday. And before we already shove him into the draft industrial complex and start putting him through <laughs> that meat grinder. You see, Penix was simply amazing this season. My favorite quarterback to watch by a mile. Left-handed, which was different. Clutch. 
awesome in the Apple Cup against Washington State in the final game of the season, but then even better in that Pac-12 championship game, which was the last Pac-12 championship game we'll ever see, where they beat a favored Oregon team. But no sooner than we can marvel over Penix's season, which was included an undefeated record, do we feel the immediate need to pick his game apart and why he isn't good enough for the NFL? You see, I love this kid's story. He's overcome four different season-ending injuries at Indiana. He then transfers to Washington, leads his new team to the sport's biggest game on the biggest stage at the apex of the mountain. But we immediately have to bring up those injuries, his size, that quirky lefty delivery, whatever else has been used against him in our uber-critical world of draft Nick analysis. That day is going to come. Trust me, it's fine. And he's a big boy. He's been through a lot. He could probably take the criticism, whatever you want to say, NFL draft Knicks. But can we just wait six days for it? Can we just enjoy what Michael Penix Jr. is a part of right now? The story of Washington coming from nowhere to be one game away from a national title and this quarterback who started four years at Indiana is now going to be the guy who is going up against Michigan of all places for a national title. I cannot wait to see how this guy performs against that Jesse Minter run Michigan defense and what may, may very well be the first time many have seen him ever play at all because he plays at the University of Washington and most people miss the game on Monday night. I know how the draft process works. I am no virgin to it. I get it. This is what we do. But as we sit here on January 3rd, I can say with no doubt, I love watching this guy play college quarterback. I love everything about him. And the combine, the wonderlick, the pro day, the senior bowl, the S2 cognition test, it can wait. I want to enjoy the Michael Penix experience. I want him to enjoy it as well. And you know what? Maybe he goes out there and he's a national champion. Mm. I absolutely love it. Michael Penix, I did not see the game as well. I saw his post game. He was shouting out his city in Tampa, shouting out free his homeboys, a whole nine, purple do-rag right. on. Michael Penix has been unbelievable. What I love is the part that you said, the lefty throwing the ball all over the field. That's just what we do, Shrakes. Pick them apart. Compare them to every other person. But right now is his moment. Can't wait for it. I think it's a perfectly timed thing. You know, the college football <laughs> is so superficial. It's over-professionalized. Where do you have him mocked, Peter? Where, you got we'll him. have to get into it where, where, You got him. I have say Raiders, Falcons. Let's mock him. Let's is he a first-round right pick? Is he a top-ten pick? Let's mock him. We're already Let's doing go. it. And does that throwing motion work in the league? <laughs> and is his injury a red flag? I get it. It's real. And we're going to do it literally the day after the season. We're going to do it. You Cedar didn't stay up for the game, though. It's, it's fine. But, but you bet you stayed up for Bears-Panthers on Thursday night a couple months yeah, ago, right? That's for my bread and butter. Hey, baby. That's a livelihood. That's a part of the livelihood. Uh, Peter, you had to watch the condensed version. I mean, you had to catch up on. I, watched, I saw a 20-minute highlight that they put online that I watched everything, and then everyone's been cutting up his throws. The guy looks amazing. Don't worry. In a couple of months, I'll be saying on this show, he's just not good enough for being a first overall pick. Let's wait for that, though. Shake your nose, baby. Enjoying with him while we have him in college. Washington, Michigan, Monday night will be awesome. Peter's beef. What's your beef? Presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're going to wrap up a Wednesday on Good Morning Football after this. Look at that beautiful day in New York City. Did the game start at 7? Yeah. Yeah. Really Rose Bowl can start at 3? Yes. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Peter, you made a really good point yesterday about the Texans, but a little similar treatment to the Colts this season. Just run it back again about... Texans only played at 1 o'clock this year. They had no 4 o'clock games, no Thursday night, no Saturday night, no Sunday night. Colts, no primetime games. Mm. No primetime games. Okay, so Saturday night, not just a massive win situation. A lot of these players are going to be seen on the national stage for the first time. Rare chance, week 18. Let's pick a player that we think is going to shine in primetime when Houston takes on Indy. My fourth grader, Calvin, plays tackle football in the park right after school. I like to pick him up, and I like to pull up and watch. And the sweetest thing that these boys do is they run out and they say, I'm Tyreek, I'm McCaffrey, and they claim who they are. A couple months ago in October, my son ran out and he goes, I'm CJ Strong. I'm CJ Strong. And I go, oh, that's so interesting. That's so cute. He gets in the car. I go, who did you say you were? He goes, CJ Strong. And I go, oh, you're talking about CJ Strong? That's awesome. Do you know who that is? He's like, I don't think he knew who he was. He just knew that he was cool and that people are talking about him. And since then, uh, he got a CJ Stroud jersey for Christmas. And he's like way into him. And it's, I want to see Stroud go off because there's this feeling of who's got next? Who's the young, young, cool new quarterback? In the AFC, we got our we got our Allens and our Lamars, and you know, Tua's pretty young, but like, what if Stroud gets in and what if he knocks somebody off? CJ Strong was on the fourth grade uh, football field a couple months ago. I think a lot more people are going to know his name, including in my house. I love that. And that's the fun thing about this game. There's players on both sides that we're not familiar with. And on the Indianapolis Colts side, yes, we know Gardner Mitchell is the quarterback. A guy he loves to throw the ball to, Josh Downs mm. in the slot, the rookie out of UNC. This guy is top five in receiving yards of rookies, receptions, both of them. And he is the guy. He is elusive. He is quick. He was fast. He reminds you of Tank Dell in Houston, who earlier in the season, CJ Stroud was throwing the ball to. But this guy is fascinating, and he is so fast when he gets the ball in his hands, and he is who Minshew looks to the most on third down. Saturday night, everybody's going to get a chance to watch number one in that Indianapolis Colt Blue mm. out there for them, doing his thing, what he has done all season long. We just haven't getting, gotten a chance to really watch it with that one single primetime game. I'm excited for Josh Downs. Do you know who leads the NFL in tackles? Mm, Roquan Smith. No, 170. Zaire Franklin of the Indianapolis Colts out of Syracuse. Philadelphia kid. Went to LaSalle in Philly and went to Syracuse. Dominated. They get rid of Shaq Leonard, and it's like, we've got someone better at the position. Sorry, he's younger and doing the job. 170 (laughs) tackles. Probably one of the best linebackers in football right now. I would be shocked if he's not a Pro Bowler or an All-Pro. Keep an eye on number 44, Zaire Franklin. Speaking of tackling, I go back to Kyle's number two overall pick to the Texans. I go with the number three overall pick to the Texans. If the last time you heard about the Texans was this splashy draft weekend trade they made with the Cardinals, they went out and they got their quarterback, and then they went out and they got an edge rusher who's been dynamic this season. Will Anderson has set franchise record for sacks in a season. He's beat out J.P. Watt on those numbers by a rookie, exactly, at seven. Uh, He's up there with Jalen Carter, too, for Defensive Rookie of the Year. He looks good. He's really funny. He might make Gardner Minshew's life miserable. (laughs) Earlier in the show, we did a really fun exercise. We looked at who are the top five most important non-quarterback players (laughs) headed into the playoffs. Take, Take Lamar out of it, Josh Allen, everybody. The five players outside of the quarterbacks who we think are the most important players. We all took it our different direction. Uh, Peter had Tyreek Hill, the cheetah number one. Jason Christian McCaffrey. I had Roquan Smith from the Ravens defense. And Jamie's list was was very offbeat. Brandon Aubrey from the Cowboys for reasons of just extra importance. And we all took our own list. Point is, 
you guys have thoughts. You guys have responses. Let's go to the Twitter responses to our top five list of most important yeah. quarterbacks. Jason, you had this one. Give me Puka and Kyron Williams. We talked about that. Both of those guys were thought about to make the list, Puka and Kyron. There was kind of just a bit outside. It's valid. You know what? When they have Puka, Kyron, Cup, and Stafford all in the same lineup, I think they're the number one offense in the league wow. when they're all healthy. Is so that right? They, there, is, there is a validity to this. When Kyron's not out there, yeah. the, the offense stunk. So they, the Rams were left there off. There were no Rams on any of our lists. Who else? Trent Williams seems yeah. pretty important. Peter, you were talking about this. Yeah. Uh, if there is one omission that we all yeah. collectively had, He's by far the best left tackle in the game. He no sets doubt. the tone, does all that. Yet, I disagree with this. Okay. He's, a, he's an incredible lineman. If the Niners lost Trent Williams, they're not going to completely fall apart as a team. I, they, they have a lot of good players. I love Trent. It's not the five best players I didn't look at it as. I looked at it as the most important ones. They Next lost week. when he was out, though. Those yeah, three that's games. true, but they also had Debo out. And, you know, I mean, they had a lot of guys out. lost to the Ravens with him. All right, Chris Jones, Rasheed Rice. All right, so we're looking at all kinds of people. A.J. Brown. AJ Brown Qu this is this is this person's list, I guess. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're top five. That's yeah. a pretty good list. Chris yeah, Jones, not a name that came up because we had Kelsey a bunch yeah. of them, yeah. Yeah. right? And, and the, the A.J. Brown thing being is run by their defense. I'm okay with that. Next. Yeah, that's it, I think. Oh, that was it. That's yeah. a fun exercise. It is. I know. It's it's just, it's, we, we went around afterwards and said anybody we left out. I mentioned Jameer Gibbs being yeah. really important. Yeah. Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons was not named yeah. at yeah. all. Um, we had two kickers on the list, though. It was impressive. Tucker and Aubrey. Hey, sometimes it comes down to that, Peter. Hey, Tucker and Aubrey have been two of the best players in football all season. Tucker, the all-time greatest. And the way Aubrey... Now, Kyle, don't put it out there, but what did you say earlier this season on Aubrey? Oh. That's what I'm saying. Guy hasn't missed a kick all year. <laughs> I'm just like, just that divisional round. <laughs> Dong! No, it's going. I, listen, I don't want to put it out there. I want to put the, what's it called? The, juju. Uh, yeah, yeah, the juju. juju. I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm sure it'll go right down the middle. It always does for Dallas. I'm just saying. His long was a 60-yarder. He hasn't missed a field goal all season long. Number one player, baby. Boink! That's the word I was looking That's tough, man. And if Bosh. it happens... <laughs> Everybody in that game. Shout out to Eddie Bauer this weekend. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.